Welcome to Hello Monday, where Rachel talks all things ballet and fitness, sharing strategies and techniques to help you start, grow, and create a thriving business using your passion for ballet and fitness. And here's your host, Rachel Withers. Hi there, hi there, and welcome to another Hello Monday, where we talk about everything that is ballet and fitness. So welcome to you all, and happy International Women's Day as well. Um, So I hope you've all had an absolutely amazing day, Um, and tonight I'm going to be chatting with one, well, two of the most uh, important people, ladies in, in really our business at the moment, which is Kate and Sarah. They'll be joining me tonight to really celebrate International Women's Day. What I'm going to talk about, first of all, is I am going to be talking about why it's important to make and how you can make wiser decisions when you have emotional detachment. Because I said I was going to talk about it, so I'm going to talk about it, but I also really want to celebrate International Women's uh, Day and really share it with Kate and Sarah, who I couldn't do any of what I do without them. So first of all, I'm going to say hello to everybody who's joining us tonight. So hello to Steph. Great to have you here, Steph. Um, And hi, Kelly. Great to have you on. Um, Somebody who's through StreamYard, hello, hi, can't see can't see your name. Um, oh, thank you, oh, brilliant. Great, as always, to have you here. Um, and please tell me, I think, what would be really nice to know to know tonight is who, who, which ladies, which women are your inspiration? Who has really inspired you to do what you do? And is there anything you want to share with your uh, kind of experience on how that we can really support one another as women? So it'd be great to tell me who inspires you, which women inspire you, um, and what also kind of the ways that you feel we can really support one another as women in uh, the home, uh, just as friends, as sisters, as mums, and in business as well. So it'd be really great to hear your thoughts tonight with International uh, Women's Day. So hi, uh, hi, Alison, great to have you here. Um, Yeah, Thanks, Steph. Kate and Sarah are truly amazing, incredible women. Um, and Deborah, great to have you on here tonight as well. And yeah, thank you. It is. It's a great International Women's Day. So what I'm going to do, first of all, is I am going to talk about what I said I would talk about, which was really why it's and how we can make. I'm, I'm sorry. I think my lighting's a little dark tonight. I'm really sorry about that. But um, why we can really and why making decisions with emotional detachment will will help you make wiser decisions and that's what I'm going to talk about first of all tonight a little bit before I introduce um, and share uh, the live stream with Kate and Sarah. So I think as you're probably aware and know that we make several thousand decisions a day and that's from what we eat to where we shop and we get more what shopping online now and what to what to post online and whom you spend time with and all of those things the choices that we make from the moment that we make up we make 
several thousand decisions a day. And this is you know, why sometimes we can find it really difficult to make the right decision because we're making so many decisions all of the time and there's so many options that it can actually seem quite scary. And it's, we can, we can really feel that we could make the, the wrong choices. So I'm going to talk about emotional detachment can really help you make wiser choices and wiser decisions and hi rosa great to have you here um here tonight and uh rosa I, i've got you inspire us uh you all inspire me um so thank you for that it's great to have you here please keep the comments in please tell me who inspires you um always lovely to have you all on so I'm going to just share with you uh, about the two systems in the brain. And the psychologist, Daniel Kahneman, he sort of really um, explains how the two systems in the brain really work. And the first system is in charge of quick, automatic responses. For instance, say you're asked to complete a phrase like um, the phrase, like a hot knife through, and I think we all know the answer to that through butter. And it probably didn't really take you that, you know, that much time to think about that answer, the butter. And that's like, that's system number one at work. That's the first uh, kind of way that our brain is working. And on the other hand, the second system is is really accountable for solving more complex problems, such as advanced mathematical formulas. I don't know whether mine quite works on that one at all. But, um, oh, and I don't even know whether mine works on this one either, how to parallel park. So I don't know whether I've got the second second system. No, but seriously, the second system is really about, um, you know, solving problems, complex problems. And so we've got the the first system that's really thinking about quick, quick automatic responses. And then we've got the second system that's really thinking about um, more complex problems. And well, we could, every time that we need to make a decision, uh, systems one and two into play, so we can really seamlessly do the tasks with minimal effort, except parallel parking. I, I'm, I don't know whether or not ever conquer parallel parking if anybody else has difficulty with parallel parking please pop it in the comments box i would love to know because it doesn't matter i don't know whether it's because i'm short and i can't see properly uh, well i should I, I i just can't quite um do that parallel parking so if anybody else has issues with parallel parking let me know kelly's saying yes she does thank you for sharing that with me kelly it's good to know it's just not me that's got an issue with parallel parking so as i'm saying the systems one and two and uh yeah you can never do it thank you my mother uh, and uh rose is saying on a inspiration, your mother was uh, uh, was a professional ballerina and inspires you um, absolutely. Deborah, you can you can you can parallel park just on the left side. Yeah, because everywhere isn't that busy anymore. And going, I can't remember. I but I do have one way that I can do better better than the other. Um, so um, yeah, but parallel parking. So. As I'm saying, there's two systems, systems one and two come into play. And really, these really help us uh, 
make decisions really with minimal effort. However, we tend to choose uh, kind of more poorly kind of when our mental energy or our focus is compromised. And this is this is usually when we feel, you know, burned out from a job, so we've had a lack of sleep, or actually we're overthinking something. We usually choose more, you know, our decisions aren't as uh, wise. We choose more poorly when we're kind of compromised in our energy levels from our jobs, lack of sleep, overthinking. And sometimes then we can actually say things we we regret in the heat of the moment or we can disappoint ourselves for choosing you know really kind of not the right not the right decision a poor alternative so what I'm really kind of going into here is that by controlling your emotions looking after yourself and and this is where I you know I'm going to bring in self-care and really looking after yourself and celebrating women and really investing you time me time can really help you make better decisions because if you're feeling your energy levels are at the right levels you're going to be able to actually control your emotions more which is really going to help you make better decisions and um Alison says I've never mastered driving never mind parallel parking oh thank you Alison for sharing that that's 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 uh, uh great uh, yeah um so thank you for sharing sharing that so now that we understand how we make decisions, the next question becomes, can we make better ones, even though we're actually kind of sometimes riled by our emotions? Is there a single right way to making a better decision in life and in work? What is the role of emotions in decision making? Can we really control how we feel in order to obtain the desired results? Given practice and patience, I think, I believe the answer is yes. I do think it's possible. If you're agreeing with me on this, please pop a yes in the comments box. Let let me know. Do you think that we can, through really having the right energy levels and really having, you know, kind of that stepping back, that we can really, with practice and patience, have a better ability to make the right decisions do you agree do you think it's possible please share that I would love to know your thoughts on that so I think we can and I do it is hard to really set your emotions aside when you are faced with difficult decisions and this is actually quite problematic since our emotions often cause us to make the wrong decisions in important areas of our life, including, it can be including our relationships, can be including our finances, and it can also include our health. We all know really that our emotions affect our decisions. And in fact, scientists have found that without emotions, we become completely ineffective at making decisions. So there's a real balance here. Um, and Recent research shows emotional intelligence, and this is the thing, emotional intelligence is one of the strongest um, predictors of success. And the biggest problems arise when decisions making and emotions collide. When it comes to decision making, a little emotion is good, even if the emotions seem inherently unpleasant or unpredictable unproductive feeling a little fear sadness or irritation can help to really spark 
motivation or broaden the search for alternatives but it's having that that right balance here because on the flip side a little too much emotion is generally quite bad because even if the emotions can seem really pleasant and productive, it's it's really having that that right balance here. And Steph's Steph's agreeing with me here, and Deborah uh, saying yes, certainly. With a calmer mind, we can look more objectively. Absolutely, um, but. And Steph saying the brain is a, is a muscle and uh, as like with other muscles, you can train it to do what you want to do. Completely uh, agree with you there, Steph. Absolutely. And this is what we're talking about. It's really about training uh, to have the right patience and really detach and have that the right emotional balance so that you can make better choices, so that you can have the success that and achieve the goals that you want because you're making uh you're stepping back from your emotions um so that you can really get that success that you want and in in general most people find that sense setting really their emotions aside can it can be rather difficult when it when it comes to making to make a decision however by using some of the simple sort of self-distancing techniques that I'm actually going to share with you right now you can significantly reduce the impact these emotions can can have and in a way it really will help you make better decisions and I'm, the reason why I wanted to do this on this live stream tonight is because I wanted uh, to really help you understand that decision making is also a very important factor when it comes to your goal setting when it comes to where really making the choices to get to where you want to be to really be on that path and direction so that you achieve what you want to do from your fitness business and it is about it's about looking objectively at where you're going to go thinking about what skills you need thinking about are you going to invest some more money into your business and looking at that you might have quite a lot of fear of investing more money into the business but if you set that emotion aside and you think about it from a more objective approach thinking well if I invest that into the business I'm going to get a more of a return later and, and really analyzing it in that way and that's that's why I really think it's important to understand that you will have emotions when it comes to making decisions but it's about having that balance there and not letting the emotions take over not letting fear take over and stop you from doing what you want to do high emotions really do lead to poor decisions and negative emotions can they can be really quite uncomfortable. So therefore, emotional detachment can really be an effective way to approach life. And it isn't the same thing as being emotionless. It's it's more of emotional control. And that's what we're talking about here. We're talking about emotional control. And um, I've got here. Thank you for the reminder. Oh, thank you for thank you for saying that. I'm sorry. I, again, I can't see your name. Um, but yeah, absolutely. So think of it more as emotional control. So what I'd like you to do here is I'd like to kind of just consider this. Just think about this a little bit. It's absolutely wonderful if you've got a partner. It's wonderful to love your partner. But 
it wouldn't be healthy, would it, to be so obsessed with with them that you can't manage or handle the rest of your life. So you know, a lot of uh, some people experience that they they become so obsessed in that emotion that they can't handle the rest of the life. So it's something to to think about there. I'm using that as kind of something to consider, something to think about as an example. Or it's it's all, for example, it's reasonable to be stressed at work, but it's also counterproductive to be so stressed that you can't sleep at night. So you can see how too much emotion can really blind us to flaws and really can create obstacles and cause us to make poor decisions. So I hope that kind of gives you something to think about um, here. And emotional detachment really has several advantages. It helps us make wise decisions. Being in a highly emotional state greatly compromises your ability to make good decisions. Wise decisions are based on logic and your values. And we talked about values in the last last live stream. So really, if you want to look at that, really thinking about your conscience uh, and your values and how your business should align with your values. And there, this is why I'm talking about making what decisions based on logic as well. It all has to be on your logic, your values, your goals, and to a certain extent, your gut. But you've really got to, you know, we tend to, we tend to ignore all those factors when we're in a state of emotion. Good decisions do really require a cool head. And also we need less stress. Allowing and maintaining a state of emotional, um, uh, really being in a heightened emotional state is really quite stressful. It, and it's really uncomfortable for your mind and your body. The stress hormones that are released kind of during stress are really hard on your body. If you're emotionally detached, you're going to be far more relaxed. And also another thing here is have less anger. Emotional detachment really results in less anger too. In fact, it leads to fewer negative uh, feelings and emotions overall, because sometimes we can get so frustrated and so angry with something. Just just step back and it really can lead to uh, having fewer negative emotions. And also, you'll care less of what other think, people think about you if you have that emotional kind of detachment. If you're emotionally detached from the op opinions of others, you won't care what other people think about you. And most people, you know, we really can become quite concerned with the opinions of others and this really can greatly limit our success and the decisions that we make because we're making them on thinking about what other people think of us rather than what we want to do and what, rather than what's right for us and also as I sort of touched upon you're going to feel far less fear um, when you really have that emotional detachment and less fear truly results in more action you'll accomplish more with less emotional fuss so these are things that I really want you to think about so I'm just going to share with you and um, before I uh, ask Kate and Sarah to join me, just some real techniques that you can use to develop the skill of emotional detachment. So now you know that how emotional detachment can benefit you. Let's let's just go on to the skills and strategies that you can use to really develop this. So 
First thing is notice your emotions as they arise. There's no, you know, kind of, uh, there's no easy way and good way to really turn yourself, uh, turn yourself suddenly into kind of being an emotionally detached person. It is a process. And the first step is to notice your emotions right away when they start to begin. Start to notice your emotions and separate them from your ego, you know, separate your ego really from your reality. So really kind of negative emotions can sometimes quite simply be your ego talking. So really think about that and separate that. Because suppose, for example, someone criticized your business plan, even if the criticism is valid, you know, sometimes we can get upset with that. And there's absolutely no reason to be upset. Just improve your business plan because it's all productive. So step back from your ego, take uh, productive criticism and you're going to find that is really going to help you too and as I say using logic really use logic and really think about everything from a very strategic point of view and then the next thing to do is really think that if it makes sense if something makes sense then it's going to work for you so step back from that emotions, have your logic, plan out, map out, and then you can start to really structure the best way forward for yourself. And logic really is devoid of emotion. So really think about that and just really develop the skills of dissipating emotions. There are many ways to really ease your emotions. You can meditate, you can focus on being mindful of your surroundings, you can simply give yourself enough time that the emotion passes. Before you respond, actually I'm going to use the word before you react to something. We tend to react to things because we are reacting from emotion. I want you to think about responding. Step back, let the emotion pass and then respond. Respond to situations, respond to making decisions rather than reacting. And that way it is really going to help you make better choices because we really make poor decisions in times of strong emotion. It's just how our brain is wired. So logic completely goes out the window and, you know, we're either making a decision because we're feeling really good or really bad. So, I hope that's helped you really kind of understand that emotional detachment provides the best foundation for making wise decisions. So when you need to make a decision, separate your emotions from the situation and rely on your intellect. It doesn't, I'm not saying you have to kind of think like a robot here. It means that you aren't controlled though by your emotional states. And when you start to do that, you'll find it is so much easier to make smart decisions in less time with far less stress. So I hope that has helped you. And Rose is saying she likes that. She likes to stay away from negative feelings, stress and anger. And she loves to take walks and dance and dance and it really helps to maintain a positive mind and then it really helps to uh, you to be in the moment absolutely rosa so i hope please let me know if that has helped you uh, really think about as i said uh, in my previous live stream it was really about thinking about your values how you want your business to be 
who you want to serve, how you want to serve people. This is about then coming from making your decisions from a less emotional state so that you can really structure and plan everything with logic. So that, and I think for most of us, it's really that emotion of fear that we tend to have and we don't really move forward with that sometimes and we don't, we don't invest in ourselves because we have the emotion of fear. So I hope that's helped you. I hope, um, let me know, put some comments in the comments box. It would be lovely, lovely to uh, really for you to share that with me and let me know. And what I'm going to do now, because as I say, um, oh, I'm glad it really helped you today. Thank you, Alison, as well for uh, sharing that uh that it's all good advice. Thank you. So what I'm going to do now, I'm going to welcome um, Kate and Sarah onto the live stream just because I really wanted to truly thank them for everything that they do with Bally Be Fit and how that we're we're a team, we support one another and we support you um, as the Ballyby Fit family and we, I just really wanted to celebrate International uh, Women's Day and I wanted to share it with two, uh, two ladies that are exceptionally important to me. So I'm going to invite them both, uh, both onto the live stream now. Hi guys, great to Hi. have you. Hi. So I'm just going to change my uh, camera so that I'm not looking. Just bear with me uh, at you from a different angle. That's better. So great to have you both here. Thank you. Thank you for uh, joining me tonight. And you're both looking absolutely fabulous as <laughs> always. <laughs> um, so. What I'd like, I think, kind of what I'd like to ask you, um, and I'll start with yourself, Sarah, kind of who has really inspired you to do what you do, um, a, a, a woman that's really inspired you? I was thinking about this today, and I was thinking of famous people and people I've worked with and teachers and all this, that, and the other. But I think the most important and inspiring I'd have to say is when I thought about it which sounds really bad that I didn't think of it until I was really thinking about it but my mum um yeah because she didn't have the easiest of childhood she didn't have a particularly great marriage um not a particularly great education and she worked really hard and ended up with a really successful career but always still had time but I've got two other sisters, so she was bringing up three children on her own and working, and she never complained. She always had time for us, and even now, she's just so selfless. You know, she's like one of those people that would take the shirt off her back if it meant that it helped you, and yeah. we're in the process of moving house at the minute, and she's doing all the rubbish jobs, like cleaning the oven, <laughs> ironing curtains, and I'm just like... <laughs> um, but yeah, she never complains and she's just always really helpful and, you know, just just always there. So I think I'd have to say her and she's never sort of bitter about things that have happened in the past. She's always positive and yeah, I have to say my mum. Yeah, no, no, absolutely. And that's amazing. And I think... I was thinking about it. Well, I was talking about it earlier today, you know, when we talk about uh, women that have inspired us. And I think... I mentioned my mum too, and for me, I mentioned my mum because, as I as 
the whole ethos of Ballet Be Fit is really to pursue your passion and do what you love, and it's it's really important to do that. I was so lucky that my mum, and I will say my dad as well, because I have to, but my mum, she really enabled me to realise that you don't have to, and I'm not saying there's anything wrong with going down the traditional route of everything, but she really said, no, if that's if ballet is what you want to do, we're going to support you in that. It's If you don't want to have that traditional education and you want to do that, then we'll support you. And I, that, for me, was my first lesson in really learning that it's important to follow your dreams and do what and do something that you love to really feel truly fulfilled, I think, in life. So, yeah, I completely... It sets you, your, your mums set you up, don't they? You know, they can really set you up with um, kind of who you are. And it's it's wonderful, wonderful when there's such inspirations. Kate, I'll pass to you with, yeah. It's exactly the same thing. <laughs> no, it's really, it's just one of those things, isn't it? We all come to our mum. Um, my mum's got a really, really successful uh, virtual PA business and she's such a strong woman. She's helped me. Like, if I need anything at all, I know that's the woman I go to. She's such an inspiration, and then you know, I always look up to her. Yeah, absolutely. And I think it is, isn't it? It's really when you've when you've got that. It for me as as a mum and yourself, you know, it it really kind of makes you think you want to do the same for your children. You want to give them that that support and, and nurture them so that they really can uh, pursue and do what they, you know, what, what they love doing too. And Steph's just put, she loves you all, paper, Sarah. <laughs> I just read that. <laughs> <I'm>... <laughs> Thanks for that, Steph. Um, yeah, and then somebody's just, obviously I can't see the name again, has just said definitely in terms of, inspiration I mean I think there's so many incredible there are so many incredible women but I think our mums don't often get the recognition that you know that they deserve really in all the support that they've done that they've done for us and how inspiring they are and how how it sets you up for kind of a mum doing what you do with your business career everything I think you know for me uh, yeah, I think it's a massive shout out to mums, and I'm sure I'm sure many of you ladies that are listening will will agree with us there. So let's have a shout out for the mums. Put big yeses in there for everybody's mum that's done so much for them throughout the years to get them where they are and support them in uh, following their dreams. So I'd love to see that. So uh, Deborah saying mums are powerhouses. They absolutely are. Deborah, I, I couldn't agree. I couldn't agree more. So we're talking about like the Kelly's Kelly's agreeing as well. We're talking, you know, I want to celebrate International Women's Day, and I think it's really about. Um, I think one of the most important things is other women supporting other women to really grow and develop. And I think the best thing that we can possibly do for one another is really, as women, is really. Um, have that support that community which i hope we have um we have i know we have in ballet hi nicola great to have you here um 
Thank you. Yeah, I'm not. Yeah, normally I can see see your name, but great that you're here, Nicola. Thanks for thanks for being here. But it is, isn't it? I think one of the most important things is that as women, we support each other to grow and really so that we can really help each other follow what we want to do and be the best versions of ourselves. What, um, Sarah, would you say is something that you do to kind of invest in uh, the me time so that you can kind of clear your head, make sure that you can be the best version of yourself? What What do you do? What's Give me a kind of... I'm not always the best, um, going back to the mum thing, I know a lot of other people, you have that mum guilt where, oh, should I, you know, should I be doing more homework with them or should I be doing this? And you feel a bit selfish sometimes when you have time to yourself. So I, I'm not always the best. But my favourite is a nice bath, ridiculously hot, so it's almost <laughs> painful to get into. Just in case any kids come in, no, sorry, you can't get in. It's dangerous. It's too hot. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, a little bit ridiculously hot. Maybe some bubbles, candles, some nice smellies, maybe a glass of wine now and again. Um, sometimes music, sometimes just total peace and quiet, just to really just sit and relax and just have a bit of calm. Um, I have a back injury and sometimes if I have been racing around and not looking after myself so good, it just gets really, really tense and, and really painful. Um, so I find that it helps just sort of reset everything, de-stress, relax my muscles a bit. Um, so, yeah, definitely a bath. Um, and I'm a bit of a list maker, <laughs> <laughs> a to-do list and then even if I've done something or if I forget to put it on my list and I've done it I have to put it on the list so I can just tick it off and feel good that it's gone um <laughs> but yeah I've got this book that's kind of like my bible of what's to do what I want to do in the next year what order I want to do that in any sort of obstacles that may be in the way um so yeah I'd say they're my two top tips for just keeping me mellow i suppose and on the right track with things yeah no can't be a good can't be a good bath uh, uh, definitely definitely and i'm my children are too too obviously uh, are quite old now but i wish i'd have known the tip of having them a bit too hot to say i'm sorry no it's a bit dangerous missed out there i've learned something uh, still try i have had it on occasion where they've, they've said oh it'll be fine and they're like oh 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 and i go you see i told you and then straight <laughs> out again <laughs> Oh, no. Uh, Kate, what's your kind of thing that you do to kind of have me time and look at what would you recommend some uh, our ladies to do? For me, um, I'm an ex-beauty therapist, so I'm a bit of a skincare junkie. So there's nothing better for me than giving myself a full facial, having a bath, doing my nails and just giving myself a bit of a pamper. I'm also kind of similar to Sarah. I'm very, very organized. So I have my little book where I have all my goals and list of things I want to do. So I have like little spider diagrams and things like that. It just helps keep me focused. So I've got it kind of like split into three different areas. I have self-improvement, 
business goals and then home improvements as well that I want to tick off the list. I just, I think that's really, really helpful for me. It really helps me to kind of like focus what I'm doing and really switch off. That's great. And I really like that. I think it's really um, clever that you, <laughs> and I think it's incredible that you've kind of separated into the different areas of, of your life that you want to that you want to work on because we quite often just sort of put it all into this kind of one one thing but actually putting it into the different into the different sections I think helps really helps to kind of get you there quicker because you've got that focus and you can prioritize which which area of your life um, you want to work on kind of work on first really I know I need to now work on home improvements quite a bit because I haven't done any for a while so I need, I, need, I, need to, I need to do that but it is that kind of thing isn't it it's like um we work on ourselves we work then we have our career goals we have uh, a home personal relationship goals and then I think the home the home the home improvements are surrounding because it is important to have the surrounding that that you want that you desire because we're not comfortable if our surroundings aren't great I know for myself if my kind of let things go a little bit when I sit down and I'm having that quiet me time if my room isn't kind of quite how it should be it's like oh I don't feel yeah kind of as 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 good so absolutely uh Steph is saying very impressive Kate she's very Very Thanks, <laughs> um, Kelly's also saying she loves the different sections of the book. Deborah's saying she loves it. Uh, Nicola is agreeing she loves that. And Donna Marie saying she loves a bath. Water is instant therapy. I also like to paint to escape stress for a bit. Um, I would love to be able to escape stress with painting Donna Marie, but I actually think I'd be more stressed with, <laughs> <laughs> with painting. I'm, I'm not the best, but um, no, I think these are all the techniques. It's just so nice to um, to do that. But I think, I don't know whether you like me, we should really make an appointment with ourselves to make sure that we do that because sometimes we get a bit sort of busy with everything and we kind of let it go. I don't know whether you'd agree with me there, Sarah. Yeah, um, I, it's funny because I have been trying to think, right, on a Tuesday I do this and on a Thursday because otherwise I do find that sort of everybody else always comes first. Uh, like my husband works away a lot and sometimes it's, oh, I'm not here tomorrow and then it's just that's it I have to then you know kind of oh okay I've got to do this now or if the kids come home oh we you know always last minute like oh it's world book day oh okay what do we need oh just you know because I've got twins oh just two fancy dress costumes and two books and and I'm like oh okay so that's my plan's gone tonight because now I've got to google how to make a Mr Man outfit or you know whatever Um, so I have I have been trying again I don't know if it is selfish or if it's just firm to say no it's Tuesday night or you know whenever it is that's you know that slot is my time and I'm not available because <laughs> I do do it sometimes with work if I'm on a zoom and then I go oh it ran over it so didn't I just wanted to sit there for 10 minutes longer 
It isn't selfish. It really isn't selfish because if we don't look after ourselves, we're actually not going to really be able to look after the kids or or have that decent conversation, have a nice conversation with your husband or your partner because what happens is you end up snappy, irritable, not in the best of moods because you haven't had that downtime, that time to kind of get you, get you kind of all that's been going on, get yourself together. And you can't serve people when you don't actually have any. We all need that uh, looking after ourselves, that that space. So um, it's definitely, definitely not selfish. <laughs> not at all. Um, Deborah, is, um, Deborah loves nothing more than stripping the bed, cleaning down the bedroom and putting lovely, oh, fresh bed linen on the bed. Mm -hmm. Isn't that just heaven when you've got that you, you, and then you can snuggle it oh, and it just smells um so incredible so i think all three of us are with you there on that one deborah absolutely um, uh nicholas saying uh i like face masks foot soaks and a nice cuppa can't be a good cup of tea now nicola i'm going to ask you a question what is your favorite i'm just have to have Yorkshire tea. What kind of tea do you like? And this is a question now I'm going to put. We've done parallel parking for now. This is another <laughs> question. What is your favourite tea? Mine's a nice Yorkshire tea. So anybody tell me what is their favourite tea? Steph is saying it's really hard to do, but the first few weeks you have a guilt trip. She's on about not investing in you. And then over time, uh it really benefits, the, there's real benefits with me time and they, that outweighs the guilt trip and you're able to show up way better. Absolutely, uh, Steph. And then Nicola's saying she likes to read a good book for hours. So nice to escape. Absolutely, Nicola. So, Kate, is there anything else that, oh, Kelly's agreeing with me on Yorkshire tea. Yeah. I'm a Yorkshire tea fan. Are you? Mm. So, so many people that, and I speak to her, I always ask this question, what's your favourite, <laughs> what is your favourite tea? Because I can't have anything than, other than Yorkshire, than Yorkshire tea. Um, just an ordinary breakfast tea. I thought you were going to ask favourite biscuit. Oh, now we can do, we can do favourite biscuits as, as well. And I think we'll have, we'll have that. We'll do a favourite biscuit one. Uh, one evening, Nicola, what is your favourite biscuit? You can share with that tonight. Donna Marie was saying, uh, I was a complete uh, tea bag, but since pregnant, I can't drink it. Oh, you can't. Oh, I don't know what I'd do if uh, I couldn't drink tea. That's um, <laughs> completely sad, that Donna Marie, I have to say. And <laughs> Deborah uh, is saying, Nicola's Irish, so it's going to be... Uh, a Barry's or a Lions uh, fellow Irish. All right, okay, Deborah. No, it's Tesco's. Uh, somebody's saying it's good. So we've got 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 the tea conversation going. So is there anything else you'd like to kind of share, Kate, that to do with investing in yourself? Is there anything else that you kind of like to do? Well, recently, with the whole lockdown situation, I have put a little bit of weight on recently. So I'm now kind of weighing my food, really restricting what I eat. Because my problem was portion control. I love food. So I'm kind of really cutting down on that at the moment. And I'm exercising, trying to every day. But I've just started, so I'm really sore. So sometimes it's every other day. <laughs> but I'm just trying to kind of improve how I feel about confidence as well. Because, like... Since I put on a little bit of weight, my confidence has gone down a little bit. So I'm really trying to like bring that back up. Yeah, and, and 
it's like I think we all feel we all feel that, don't we? We just don't feel quite quite the same. And I think it's that as well. We've just not had social interaction either, have we? And I think it's we're just so. And, and this is, I think, what I'm sort of saying. We kind of the emotions of being feeling isolated and it just make you lose that confidence and it just we're not able to talk with other people quite in the same way and it yeah I think doing the exercise and everything for me you're an absolutely beautiful oh. <laughs> lady, both inside and and out and I do know I'm going to be needing some makeup tips when we when we get out of lockdown because I think I've forgotten how to put makeup <laughs> to be quite honest um so yeah I I think my tip would be and I think this is my biggest tip is that we should always celebrate well I've got two actually we should always celebrate a win we really should celebrate everything that is good have gratitude for the things that are really good but also for me it is really about valuing connections and it really is about valuing valuing like kind of um social connections right now we are fortunate that we've got zoom we are fortunate that we kind of we can do the live stream that we're doing and i think as humans obviously we naturally need social connection and I think with lockdown it has been so incredibly hard for us to have that interaction and for me having social connections is absolutely paramount to our well-being and that's why I truly love what we do at Bally Be Fit because it's not just about uh, teaching our instructors to have that ballet fitness technique so they can do the classes we are a family we are a community it is all about social um connection and interaction and for me the reason why you two are i think the most incredible people to work with is the fact that the way that you communicate and connect with our instructors our ladies is truly incredible and i know that Every single person, every single lady and gentleman that takes on Ballet Befit just says how amazing you two are. So I would like everybody that's on the live stream tonight to really thank Kate and Sarah and I'm sure and send a massive yes and a woohoo for the fact that they are just so incredible in their care, their delivery of what they do and the fact that they, this is it isn't a job. It's actually really us all being together to grow something that's really important in terms of helping people look after the health, look after the well-being. And um, I couldn't do it without you. So I just want to say an absolutely massive thank you. And we're getting thank you, thank you, thank yous. Aww. I feel so lucky to have found you all, Donna Marie. Another thank you from Nicola Kelly Kelly is saying thank you Sarah and Kay Alison is that's the one of uh, Alison saying that's one of the reasons why these Monday evening sessions are so good as we get to interact thank you um Nicola thank you Kate and Sarah amazing ladies all of you thank you Deborah you two are truly amazing I am so lucky to have you both in the business thank you ever so much and I really wanted out of Women's International Day I wanted to celebrate uh, you two so that's that's kind of me really kind of 
done on, on, on everything. So that's I want to kind of finish on uh, Hello Monday tonight, really, on that. Um, so uh, I've just got one more. Thank you. Very much enjoyed my first Zoom with Sarah and looking forward to more learning when the time is right for me. Thank you, Sarah. And thank you all. I'm not sure who sent that through because there's no name. Steph is saying thank you, Kate and Sarah and Rachel. The three of you are incredible. Thank you, Steph. So kind. <laughs> so we're going to finish in a minute. Hello, Monday. Um, I'd just like to say a massive thank you for you all being here. Look after yourselves. You are all truly incredible. Um, let's really support other women, women with their fitness, with their health. Let's make Bally Be Fit something really special for everybody, which you are doing. We're a family. We're a community. I will be here next week to talk another topic about Bally and fitness. I will be um, sending an email out about the course that I did mention, uh, really about helping you with all your social media and your marketing and your strategies. strategies. That will be going out in the next few days. Kate and Sarah will keep you posted on everything. Look after yourselves. This will be going up on the YouTube channel, Bally Be Fit. Have a great week. Take care, everybody. Look after yourselves. So I'm going to say... Bye to everybody. Thank you. I'm going to remove you from the screen now. Have a thank you. Bye. Bye. So thank you absolutely everybody for being here, being here tonight. And um, I will see you. I will see you next week for another Hello Monday. Take care. Um, have an amazing week. You're all truly incredible. Look after yourselves. Thanks for tuning in to Hello Monday. Be sure to visit the Ballet Fitness Room to join the conversation, access the show notes and discover our fantastic bonus content. Join us next time for more tips and techniques. Bye for now.